Hey, y'all. Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm your host, Hope Cook. I created this podcast to help women who have amazing careers on paper and yet something is missing. You're feeling out of alignment or directionless. Maybe you're no longer motivated or excited about how you spend your days. On top of all that, I'm guessing you feel guilty because you're not more grateful for your job. And maybe you even wonder how you can possibly keep going doing this for another 10, 15, or 20 years when you can barely make it through Wednesday. Let me tell you, I've been there. After 20 years with a rewarding career as a physician assistant, I could not figure out what was wrong with me. I felt pulled in a new direction, but didn't know what that was. A series of books and conversations led me to a life-changing decision to cut way back on my day job and become a life coach. My passion became helping other women figure out what it is they want to do and map out a path to get there. So listen weekly for tips and tools you can use to chart your own journey. I was taking a walk the other day listening to a podcast that a friend sent me. It's called Hidden Brain. And this particular episode was on overcoming resistance. Like, uh, I think it was entitled Success 2.0, The Obstacles You Don't See. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, But anyway, it was about what fuels people versus um, the friction that we feel. For example, um, they started off with a story about a sofa company. And the sofa company had a website where you could design the perfect sofa. And apparently people would spend hours designing the perfect sofa. They were really into it and they would put the sofa in their virtual shopping cart, but they would not buy it. And so, you know, this went on and the company thought, well, maybe the prices are too high, so we'll lower the prices. Or maybe we need to throw in more perks. And so this did not help sales. Um, They did more research, figure out, you know, why aren't people buying the sofa? They called them disappearing customers. And what they finally figured out was that people didn't know what to do with their old sofas. And it was something as simple as offering to pick up their sofa, their old sofa, when they bought the new one that made sales skyrocket. And in this case, it was not fuel that the customers needed. It was getting rid of the friction. And so I immediately started thinking about this in terms of our jobs, um, our careers. So when I was um, in one of my jobs and I was already thinking about leaving, I was feeling burned out, I got the biggest bonus I've ever gotten, like made my eyeballs pop out and I felt physically sick. I was not excited. I was not I mean, I I guess part of me was excited, but I also felt this heavy, like, ugh, feeling. And in listening to this podcast episode, it made me realize it wasn't fuel that I needed. It was friction. I needed to get rid of the things in that job that really rubbed me the wrong way, one of which was the boss. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know if you have that kind of friction in your job, but, um, The other thing it made me think of was when I was in high school, this was South Georgia, we had a lot of pregnant teenagers. um, And 
what the school did, they didn't give the teenagers, you know, scholarships or incentives or help them hook up with welfare. Instead, they opened a daycare at the high school, not for teachers, but for the students. And so this was a way of helping with the friction. You know, that's what was keeping these girls from going back to school was having somebody to keep their kids. Um, This was similar to, I told y'all, I talked to a PA who um, really her why was just that she was um, hoping for change was to spend more time with her family. So connection was the thing that she was craving. And so giving her you know, better benefits or a bonus, that's not going to help. But what her boss did was offered to let her get finished with her day at 2.30 so that she could pick up her kids from school and have that whole afternoon and evening with them. Um, So think about your job. Like, what is it you have to ask yourself and really get honest? What is it that you really need? What is it that you yearn for and long for? You know, they talked about designing a rocket ship and how you would think that the money needs to go into making the rocket ship faster or uh, coming up with lighter weight material. But really, the biggest part of designing a rocket ship is figuring out what's creating drag and how to minimize that drag. And same thing with your job. If you're experiencing burnout, we have to figure out what it is that's creating drag in your life. Is it administrative task? Um, At my previous job, I had to do a lot of the prior authorizations or I had to be willing to lose my medical assistance for sometimes an hour while they did a prior authorization to get a patient approved for a medicine. At my current job, we have a a lady and all she does is prior authorizations and she is amazing at it. She's like a a magician. So that really minimized um, drag. I do my notes. I try to do them at work because that was another thing I used to hate was like staying late. We had paper charts um, a long time ago. And so I couldn't easily take home a huge stack, although I did sometimes. Um, but sitting at my desk after I was done with patients and like five o'clock would roll around five thirty, sometimes six o'clock, and I would still be doing these notes. And that was a huge drag. So when I started at this place, we have medical assistants who scribe for us. They do the notes for us as we're talking. And so I will go back and change things and add things. But overall, that was a huge thing that got better. Um, when I when I had to commute for two years because of a non-compete, I was really worried about time because my kids were little and I picked them up at a certain time. I usually got to the um, after-school program about 4.30, and I was able to drop them off at school. It started at 7.30. So from 7.30 to 4.30, they were occupied, and that was my ideal time to work. But all of a sudden, I have an hour commute to work and an hour commute from work. So how is that going to work out, you know? Um, But at the time, my office manager said, well, what if we tried this? What if we still allowed you to leave your house at the same time 
and we just started your day when you got to your satellite office an hour later. And what if we figured out how to get you home at the same time? And believe it or not, I'm able to see more patients um, because it's more efficient. And I never would have thought that was possible. So you also need to be willing, like we talked about in not the last episode, but the one before, open your mind to possibility. A lot of times your left brain cannot creatively think of solutions. So being willing to like entertain things that you have not even considered, that's going to be huge. Um, So the fuel component. So you you will have to ask yourself like, okay, what is it that I want? Because a lot of times when we're burned out, we come up with all these things that we think would make us happy. Like, okay, if I could get an extra however many thousand dollars a year, if I could get an extra, um, you know, week of vacation off, but is that really going to make you happy? I mean, it's tempting. It's tempting to put all your money in building a bigger rocket and a faster rocket, but is that really what you need? And, you know, maybe this goes for your coworkers too. Maybe if you understand the source of their friction or whether it is fuel that they need, then you'll have a stronger, more cohesive team. Um, if everybody is paid exactly the same, like you're in a group of, let's just say, lawyers, and everybody gets paid exactly the same, but the friction point varies, then you're not going to have happy employees. Um, So the point is to focus on the individual. And in this case, you are the individual. So focus on what it is that you need. With marriage, I mean, sometimes we think, okay, I need to, I need to like spout out words of affirmation. I need to do little things for my spouse. I need to make sure I listen But it could be that your partner's not craving that kind of fuel. It could be that your partner is, you know, it's the friction. It's like the, you know, I really don't like it when you come to bed late because we don't get to go to bed at the same time. Um, So it's, you know, this podcast focused too on what isn't going well. It may be more beneficial at marriage counseling to focus on the parts of your marriage that really stink so that you can minimize that friction. Um, the podcaster also said, and I can't say his name, Shocker, Shocker Vedantam. <laughs> he also said that um, um, sometimes fuel produces its own resistance. And I thought this was pretty funny. So he talked about when people who own businesses put up signs like, do not um, park here. And it's really harsh. We went to a skating rink in South Georgia and they had, it was funny they had so many signs saying do not unplug this machine you will not 
you know, throw this in the toilet. And it was just so harsh and mean sounding. It made me want to misbehave and do something bad. <laughs> and then they, the um, shocker for Dante said, you know, with graffiti, like they noticed when, when, when business owners put up really harsh signs about like, do not write on this wall or you will be arrested and charged with vandalism. Graffiti was so much more likely to appear on that wall. And I've noticed the houses or yards that have signs that say, um, you know, kindly pick up your dog poop. I'm like, yeah, of course, I always pick up my dog poop. That's a nice reminder. But if the sign says, do not let your dog step one foot on this grass, you know, it's tempting for me to let my dog step a foot on the grass and I would never not pick up dog poop. But does that make sense? Like sometimes fuel produces its own resistance. It goes wrong. I see this sometimes with like with employers trying to build um, team whatever team mentality so maybe they put all the money in let's go on a retreat let's spend a lot of money let's have everybody go but what they may not realize is that it's really hard on especially moms to get away it's hard on a marriage when one person has to get away and the other person's left with three or four kids so employers may not be thinking about this and if you haven't thought about it but you're like yeah that makes sense then maybe it maybe you should talk to your boss or office manager about it. Then there's emotional friction. So emotional friction can be present even with things we really want to do. Um, and the podcast talked about this with dating, like online dating. One of the biggest things is fear that you're going to get rejected. And so when Tinder came along and it did the swipe thing where you don't actually get rejected um, unless you don't get rejected because you have said that you would be willing to date these people. You've seen their picture, read their profiles, and then they have also agreed that they would be willing to entertain the idea of dating you. So there's less risk of getting rejected. There's less of that emotional friction. And I experienced this this weekend, not with dating, obviously, but with um, giving a speech. Ah, it was such an emotional friction. I was so excited about it. I gave a talk on burnout at the SDPA, which is the Dermatology National, the PA Dermatology National Organization. And um, so, yeah, the emotional friction was I was so anxious, like in the airport on the way there. Um, I had trouble sleeping the night before, you know, so it was this emotional friction for thing, something that I really wanted to do. And I talk to clients who say, does doubt mean don't, you know, if I feel this worked up and anxious about it, does that mean I shouldn't change jobs or ask for a different work schedule? No. I mean, it's, it's part of it. I mean, you just have to acknowledge that there's going to be emotional friction anytime you take a scary step in a new direction. But how can you minimize that friction? So one thing I did was I went into the place that I would be giving the talk, and I went in there early that morning when it was still dark, and I stood on the stage. And I looked out at the empty chairs in the dark, and I just sort of psyched myself up. And I also 
was fearful that I would forget what I wanted to say. So, I mean, I read it and did it over and over and over again until there was almost no way I could forget what I wanted to say. So the last thing I wanted to talk about was what you can do if you're experiencing friction with making a change. So let's say like a lot of people listening to this podcast, you're in a situation that you're like, yep, I feel pretty stuck. I don't love where I am in this situation. It could be your work. It could be a relationship, but I don't know what to do or I know what to do, but I just can't seem to make myself do it. So this is friction. You are stuck. All right, so what do you do? Do you add more fuel to it? Well, we just talked about that. So that may not be what you need, and it may even backfire. We tend to want to object. When somebody tells us, quit smoking, we want to say, you know, no, why would I quit smoking? I love nicotine or whatever. We tend to object to it at first, especially if it involves change. So what do you do? Let's get to the point of this. All right. Well, one thing is to let it be easy. So how can you let it be easy? How are you making it harder? And sometimes just asking yourself that question will make it pop into your head. Um, So for example, taking notes home. I have a client who says, I just can't finish my notes at work. I'm spending two hours a night doing my notes. So how could she let it be easy? I mean, she may say, all right, well, I could talk to management about hiring a scribe. I could make my notes not as great, you know, maybe have templates that I use so that I'm not reinventing the wheel every time I write a patient note. Um, So you have to kind of get creative and just ask yourself, like, how am I making it harder than it is? What are other people doing? that makes it look so easy. And maybe I could do that. Um, I'm reading a book called You Should Write a Book. I think that's the title of it. And she says like people act like writing a book is so hard. I mean, really you could speak into a microphone on your phone and just talk about whatever it is that you know a lot about. And that could be the outline for your book. Um, How can, I'm writing a book, so how can I let it be easy? I mean, one thing is just to put it in autopilot, like every day, get up and write and not even think about it. It's not a choice. It's just like, get up, you brush your teeth, you sit down and you start writing and you write for 30 minutes and then you're done. And I do this with a lot of things in my life, like working out. I make it kind of a um, non-choice sort of thing. So every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I do a 30 minute weight and cardio workout. And I don't have, I mean, I I don't even think about it anymore. It's not an option not to do it. I just do it. Um, Think about it with you. If you have a dog, like you have to walk the dog and let the dog out to go to the bathroom. It's not something you say, oh, do I really want to take the dog out? I mean, if you don't, the dog's going to go in your house. So how can you let it be easy? Um, Instead of spending more money and more time to solve your problem, what could you eliminate or get rid of? You know, you hear when people declutter like their closet, all of a sudden problems that have been plaguing them forever become very clear and they're like, oh, yes, I could, I could hire somebody to take my kids to summer camp instead of 
having my entire day hijacked by that stupid summer camp schedule, right? Where is your friction? For a lot of moms, it is time. You are spending a lot of time doing things for your kids. And so could your kids either do those things for themselves or could you hire somebody to help you? Could you get your partner to help you out more? Um, you know, we, I've told y'all when my kids act like crap, they have to pick up crap in the yard, dog, dog poop. Um, or when they misbehave, there are consequences and the consequences are chores like sweep the kitchen or wipe the baseboards off around the house. I mean, it's, even if it doesn't need it, it's still like, it's making my life easier because I don't have to think of a punishment and I'm getting a clean house and it occupies that kid for a good, you know, five minutes or whatever. have a friend who has clients she's a decorator and instead of spending a lot of time at her computer emailing back and forth with clients she uses an um, a phone app so she sends them voice messages as she's waiting in the pickup line for her kids or waiting at the orthodontist you know she's sitting in her car and she's sending these voice memos out instead of having to hop on the phone with people because again that's time friction um, one of the first exercises i have my clients do if they're stuck is to start noticing what drains them either time energy money like where are they feeling the most drained in their day in their week in their month and then we have to do less of what drains us and more of what fills us up so the second part of that is to notice where you um, feel the best, where you have the least friction in your life, and to do more of those things. So I hope this has been helpful. Let me know where in your life you have the most friction and what you plan to do about it. And then reach out. If you want to talk about coaching, you can send me an email, hope.cook at gmail.com. y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right. If you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless, and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call, and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one coaching, or maybe you just want to talk and and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So See you next week, and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.